So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. What we're chatting about today, folks, is going to be a skill set you're going to need more than ever, especially in this changing marketplace, because people are going to have a lot, a lot of questions. But if you don't know the art of conversion, how to talk to people, basically, if you suck at dating, you're going to want to listen to this because conversion is nothing more than just dating. I've been saying it for years. And all I ever say is like, when you go out and you meet, met your significant other, you didn't just go in there and just have commission breath all over her, did you? And you know that commission breath at that time was more like, hey, when can I take you home? What we're really chatting about is how did you get her to laugh? How did you get her to actually go to the next step in that conversation. And there's actually a very, there's a science to this, you guys. Um, so whether you want to call it the art of persuasion, the art of conversion, I have one of the best guys in the country that can teach this to you today. Uh, without further ado, I'm going to introduce him. His name is Mr. Rock Thomas. Rock, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome. Really great. Thanks for having me on the show. Why don't you tell everyone a little bit about your background? I know you got quite an impressive um, resume, but tell everyone about whom you are and a little bit about what you do, and yeah. we're going to get right on into this. 32 years experience in real estate, um, now an author and a speaker and uh, NLP practitioner and all that kind of good stuff. I was just speaking at an event and asking people, what have you done in personal development? And I stopped counting at a million dollars, 78 Tony Robbins events. I've worked with T. Harvecker, with Deepak Chopra, um, a whole bunch of people. And at the end of the day, you know, if you're going to be really good at sales, you have to get to a place where people know, like, and trust you. And it sounds so cliche, but a lot of people don't know how to do that. And so after starting in real estate in the 1990s, I was really, really bad because I didn't know how to do that. I sold one home in my first year. Then I sold 32 because I had a mentor and I got some training. Then 45, 65, 99, 101. Then I bought the company. I took it from 330 million to over a billion in sales. I've hired over 1,500 realtors in my lifetime. And I've sold over 200,000 single family homes through my teams. And so I've seen a couple of things. And at the ripe old age of 60 years old, you figure out, you know, what works and what doesn't work. And so now I help people navigate through that. And at the end of the day, if you want to make more than an average living, you have to learn how to convert leads. And so there's a simple four-step process. I teach it, I talk to it, um, and I help people really just work less hard and make more money. Because when you're speaking to somebody, you're either going to convert them or somebody else is. So why not you? It's absolutely correct. Um, and folks, he's got a quite of an, an impressive resume. And are you going to say that when you built all these different teams and our brokerages, all of them use these four pillars we're about to get into? Is that correct? Any great realtor does. Most people just don't know how to break it down into an art, like you said. So they, they do it, but they don't know what they're doing. A lot of people can't teach what they do. I've gotten really good through my training is to simplify things and show people, okay, if, if you're not building rapport, which is the first step, 
then people aren't going to feel comfortable with you. And when people don't feel comfortable, they don't make a decision. So you might as well understand the different elements of rapport. We talk about visual, auditory, kinesthetic. We talk about physiology. We talk about matching and mirroring and all those different things that we can get into. But when you study those and become a master at each one, you can do them naturally. So that creates more space in your conscious mind to be prepared for something else. So yeah, go ahead. Not that do that. You hit it on the head, folks. If you can't build rapport first, you don't stand a chance at step two. Um, I knew this when I got right out of college and I started selling real estate. And the first person I sold a house to, I have nothing in fucking common with this guy. Like nothing, nothing at all. This guy's a total nerd. I'm like doing kike stands a week before I meet this guy. Coming out of college, I'm 21 years old. This guy's like 42 or something at the time. Total nerd. Um, and we had nothing in common, but that we were in a fraternity. And boom, I had him. And that was the first thing I knew right off the bat was common ground, common ground, common ground, common ground, because I didn't have experience, zero experience, right? I'm like, who the hell is going to sell a condo, $450,000 condo on Michigan Avenue with a 22-year-old kid that's just some punk wearing a suit. And it was only because, and no, it's funny about that. That's totally reminded me of the story. I ended up keeping a relationship with this guy my entire career while I was in Chicago. And I known him for now it's been 20 years, but um. I ended up referring him a lot of business. And then probably about six, seven, eight years ago, uh, I remember him telling me, he's like, Mike, I knew that was your first deal, dude. He's like, I knew you didn't know what the <laughs> hell you were doing and all of the above. And uh, he's just like, he dude, I, saw you. You, I, I liked you. I saw you hustling. Like, I didn't even know how to write the contract. I remember he's in our office and I'm like, I run in to get the broker. And then he sees me going back and forth and I'm like sweating bullets. And uh, yeah, build rapport first. So let's get into this. Uh, we, uh, Rock and I have been talking a lot and sort of off, not in the podcast. I know rock. We're about to do some things together. And I, you know, it, you, what you've done and what I've seen you do in, in this thing has really brought me back down to my own, the basics um, that sometimes I pass up on and, and whatnot. And one of the things that I never understood in real estate till recently was why does, why can two totally different people get the exact same leads, but have two totally different results. And I'll never forget the stories that there's this kid in my office. I hired a while ago. Kid comes in my office like smoking cigarettes. He's wearing sweatpants. The guy stinks. I'm like, how the hell is this guy gonna make it in real estate? And he was a package deal. I wanted his partner, not him. So I'm like, all right, fine. We'll 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 take you in. That kid ended up being the best lead converter in the con in the whole company. And right now, I mean, these two kids they're probably millionaires by now. But why? I'm like, and I I'm like, how the hell are you guys doing this? They were dating coaches. They used to teach guys how to get laid. Oh wow. They took the skill set and they transferred it to real estate. And his key was. What do you do for your leads? How you convert them? He goes, I flirt. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a quick story is back in 2013, when I was starting my Keller Williams franchise, I wanted to start selling real estate to, to show to my agents that, Hey, you know, it's doable. And so I started calling for sale by owners and expired. I went to this one for sale by owner and it was two engineers and they had their house listed for $342,000. It was clean. They wanted that money. There was other realtors that had come and visited, but I knew that most people don't follow up. So I followed up every four days. And on the fourth visit, because I had built rapport, I was speaking in detail because they're engineers. I slowed things down. Sure enough, I got the listing. And then I asked them, I said, you've had a lot of people visiting the property. Do you have anybody that maybe visited the property that I could convince? And I'll charge you a little bit less for that person because you've done part of the work. Well, their <laughs> eyes lit up and they're like, uh, yeah, honey, get the list, get the list. So they ran over and wouldn't you know it, there's this 
line item page with 17 people on it, emails, phone numbers, cell phones, the whole thing, when they visited everything. Why did they have all that? They were two detailed people. And if you understand the DISC model, you understand how to like somebody or be likable, then you can speak in terms that meet their needs. So I took the form and not only did I sell their house in 24 hours for full asking price, but I sold nine people on that list, other properties. <laughs> he picked up a lead list and started converting them. Right. It's art of persuasion, man. Like, wait, I was, so um, people so work too hard because they don't create that connection. They don't talk in terms of what meets other people's needs. They're like, well, I'm a visual person. I'm going to talk quickly. I'm going to, and they missed the boat. So I just met them where they were at. So important. I'm horrible at that stuff, man. So let's get into it. Um, like I'm, I'm a high D squirrel. I want to get right to the point. Like I suck at my own sales, dude. Like I'm hiring someone to sell my stuff because I, I suck at it. I'm not going to lie. You guys, I don't have the patience to try to talk you into to buying my shit. I'm more like you want it or not. If not, fuck you. I'm on to the next. Right. Um, but that's just my my personality. So I'm, I'm interested to learn from you today. Uh, let's get into this. I want to go into the um, pillars um, and I want you to sort of paint the picture here for us. Yeah. Um, and how and how we approach this. And we're going to talk um, whether we're calling people. Right. We're going to talk if we're cold calling people or we, what you like, what do you term it as is lead conversion or. That's right. That's right. Okay. So right. Uh, walk we're, me through it. Where do I yeah. start? What do I do? Well, I'll tell you what. The first thing is you want to create some sort of a connection. If you've gone to a party, you know that people are like, oh, where are you from? What do you do? Because everybody's looking for that common ground that you talked about before. Yeah, but the, true. the easiest way to do it is if I was to get on a call with you or something like that and I heard you, I'd be like, hey, Mike, what's going on? Like, hey, bro, you're looking like you're having a great day. And because you already got my vibe. Right. And so I will find something in the first 10 seconds. Like I remember I built a solar company out in Arizona and I went knocking on doors with the crew to teach them. And this guy opens the door and he had these blue eyes. Like he's like 65 years old, burning blue eyes, like, like Frank Sinatra. And the first thing out of my mouth was, Hey, blue eyes, how you doing? (laughs) To a guy. What do you do? I didn't even say hello. I didn't say nothing. And I go, do you get that Frank Sinatra thing? And we bonded, pulled me into the house. We were chatting. He showed me around the house. I didn't even know who I was. The serial killer, dude. Exactly. A, wow. So this um, is an example of you look for something that's playful, that's that's easy, that's likable, that's a little bit different. People are bored with their life. Actually, so find a way to be alive. Right. I remember a uh, little bit, a little bit risky, right? Yeah. I remember actually you're triggering all these memories. Um, so I remember I, I always was more of a referral person. Like I'm not a prospector. Okay. Um, I, you guys hear this every week on the show. I'm not a prospecting guy. I don't like prospecting. It's not my thing it's just cause I don't have the patience for it. I'm not good at it. Um, but, um, I did, you know, I would convert Zillow leads cause I would just get them organically. People would come in off the website. And I remember, uh, a family called in once and I did that and she had the cutest Irish accent ever. And that's what I said first. I go, oh my, I didn't even, oh my God, your accent is so cute. Oh, stop. Right. And then boom, a day later, I'm having lunch with them. Right. But that's when I started realizing this like dating analogy and all this other stuff. So um, how do you figure that out? How do you scan someone like, like, boom, how do you adapt instantly? Great question. So, you know, the disc model. So there's a way that you can notice that if you see somebody walking through the airport rapidly trying to move past people, they're probably not a high S or a high C. They're probably a high D. So when you start to study it, you can immediately from the cadence 
of their voice know what they are. So that's one category. Another category is visual auditory kinesthetic. And so when we get into the details, you talk to somebody that says, I just don't feel comfortable making an offer this quickly. I need to talk to my parents. Well, that's a kinesthetic person. They're touching themselves. I don't feel comfortable. So you don't talk to somebody like that and say, but can't you imagine yourself being here? Because imagine is a word used by a visual person. So you try to listen to the cues and then you repeat the same cues. Could you imagine living here to a visual person? Could you see yourself in the backyard with your friends having a party? Wouldn't that be awesome? And they're like, yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. And so you use these different modalities to engage. So people fall into the category of they feel like they like you, right? If you and I talk and we go quick and we drive and we park quickly, jump out and get in the bar and we grab a drink quickly and we're like, hey, come on. Like, we're not going to be timid sitting there going, uh, excuse me. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, it's almost like if you, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's almost like common sense, but we, it, it isn't. Um, this is like equivalent to, let's just say I only speak Spanish and then I'm trying to talk to someone who speaks Arabic. Like we're yeah. not going to, we don't, we can't even hear each other. So instantly we're going to disperse from one another. Right. But you have to speak their language. And the other part to that, Mike, is that most people think that people are thinking about them, but most of us are thinking about ourselves. So when you talk to somebody, they're not, they're not aware that you're looking at their cues. So you can then be kind of like stealthy and really just fall into it. And before you know it, they're like, they go, they don't know why I like this guy. I feel comfortable. Or you got the Irish accent. There's a bomb. When I used to call um, offices to uh, speak to say uh, an influencer and I would get what we call the gatekeeper back in the day when you'd actually do that. One of the things I used to say was, no matter what time I called of day, I would say, my God, what a cheerful voice for this time of day. It could be four o'clock in the afternoon. It could be nine o'clock in the morning. It'd be like, that was your first line. Yeah. As soon as it went, hello, um, you know, ABC Realties. I go, my gosh, what a cheerful voice for this time of day. She's like, oh, thank you. Right. Because everybody else is like, is on there. Yeah. Right. So, so little things like that that fall into the umbrella of rapport, we could talk about just this forever. But the second stage is really to identify, you know, I like to say that when the motivation meets the market is when you have a transaction. But most people can't identify both of those things. So they, somebody tells them their house is worth 600,000, it's really worth five. They can't really quantify that. They don't know how to do that by asking the right questions. So they go, like, oh, okay, maybe it is worth six. They waste a whole bunch of time. They get to the house and they list it and it never sells. Now, the last two or three years, you could be an idiot and you could have sold. You just had to list it at any price and you'd have 20 people looking at it in a heartbeat. As you know, and we've talked about before, the market's changing. And so people have to go back to basics and get those skills. And one of those skills is going to be ask the right questions to identify the value of the property. But more importantly, is ask the right questions to identify the motivation of the seller. I worked way too many times on deals where I came home, my kids were in bed, and I spent two hours with a little old lady that wanted some company, but was never going to list her property. And I got, I got pissed. So I really started to study, how can you confirm in five different ways that that person actually has to sell in the next 30 to 90 days? Because if not, it's not worth my time to go over. And so I've perfected that with a series of questions that allows you to have a conversation 
but actually to elicit through them what their true desire is. It's kind of like back to the dating thing, right? Mm -hmm. Is this really going to go all the way or, you know, am I wasting my time? Sure. So what um, compliment connect then too. Okay. So why are you interested in selling your house today? Yeah. Why did you click on my website? Am I, do I have it right? Yes. And so those are, those are, you know, there's a series of those general ones. What brought you to think about moving now? One of my favorite ones, once you get into it a little bit, is you can say, hey, you know what, Mike, if if we were to be able to get you the price that you want, why don't you tell me what would be the perfect moving date for you? Like the ideal, you get to wave a, a wand, what date would be the perfect moving date? That and gives you the intention, thing. right? Yeah, because people will tell you things like, well, you know what, if we could move in June and then spend the summer up north at our country place and save that whole thing, put some stuff in storage and then buy in September, that would be ideal rock. And so now they just told you they have a country place up north you didn't know about, or they're going to move in with their in-laws or whatever the case may be. And so all that, as that comes out, the more time you spend and the more information they give you, the more there's a connection and the more likely they are to transact with you. So we, you just keep on asking questions like that until you get the real true feeling. If they avoid you and they give you like, well, whenever, I don't care, doesn't matter, just get me my price. When they say vague and global like that, then I get concerned. And in that in that situation, if they are being vague um, in your head, are you sort of like these guys aren't really serious or just fishing and they're just bored and they're just talking? hundred percent. So I'm always calibrating. And then I might go back to, Hey, you know what? Tell me, why did you move to the, the area you're in right now? Like what drew you there? And then they start to tell you all the schools or the parks or this or that, or uh, our aunt lives down the street. And so, and so what's that going to be like not living near your aunt who did some babysitting for you? So how are you going to work that problem out? Cause I'm, uh, it seems like that was really important to you. And now you start to peel back and peel back so you got to be a little bit able to jump around from qualifying the person back to qualifying the area, the property, and then back to the person again. Because if they don't know you and it's the first call you're on, like imagine you go up to a girl at a bar and you start asking her intimate questions. She's yeah. going to like pump the brakes, buddy, back off. Right. But if you make her laugh and you compliment her and then you walk away, then you come back and all of a sudden it's a deeper conversation. Why are you still single? Why is a girl like you still single? Seriously, right. I, I must have hit the lotto here. I might just be in the right spot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, see, and for me, I don't have the patience to ask these questions because I'm like that high D. Right. Is this harder for D's uh, yeah, to definitely. do? Because I would, definitely. I would, I guess this is probably much easier for, for an S or a C to handle because or the S is like the conversationalist, correct? Yeah, the S and the and the I's, of course. The I's are all over the place. They they talk a lot. They like to hear themselves talk because they think that, you know, they say it best. But I'll tell you toward the end of my career, and I'm a high D, is I just walked into a home and I just sat down at the kitchen counter and I didn't go around the house and look at it. And I just said, 455. And they're like, excuse me? I go, 455 is what we listed for. But you haven't even seen our place. And so the S's are like, but we haven't connected. We haven't bonded. You haven't seen, you know, the yeah. countertops and everything. And so you're right to that point. It's harder for a D, but a D is very driven by outcome. And so D's will do what True. they don't want to do 
in true. order to get a result. It's true. Very true. Um, these are willing to do what others, most others won't. Um, yeah. Interesting. You can't do this without knowing disc, can you? I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. And the training that, that I do is I explain the disc. So they have a module. They go through these different areas so they can understand it. But I wouldn't recommend it. If you're going to be in sales, you need to understand human psychology and, and human behavior so you can predict. And so, for instance, a high S, high C will likely not make a spontaneous decision like that, where you and I would. We're like, yes, okay, we'll figure it out. So why would you say, oh, so are you ready to make an offer on this house when you know that the likelihood is that they need to go home and think about it? So instead you say, listen, I know you're going to want to go home and think about this tonight before you make an offer. And maybe who do you want to talk to about it? And now they're going like, how did he know I want to talk to my uncle? He's like, caring. He, yeah. he gets me. This guy gets me. He's great. The last guy said, well, you want to make an offer? You want to make an offer? I hated being pushed like that. So this is what it gives you is it gives you a backstage pass to reading their mind, which makes them what? Comfortable. And we all, no matter, even us Ds, we appear like we're, you know, impervious and we're tough, but we also are sensitive and we also want to feel safe. Mm -hmm. So when you can make people feel safe by speaking in terms of the way they're thinking, home run. That's how I sold hundred homes a year. Love it. All right. It's hit point three. Come again? Uh, we, that was uh, asked the right questions. And now what's next? Yeah. So build rapport. And then there's that envelope of connection and making them know, like, and trust you. Number two is establishing whether there's an actual need. Like, do they need your services? The biggest mistake I have seen realtors make in my entire career, Mike, is because they don't lead generate enough, they try to convince you that you should sell now when you don't need to. They're like, no, but this is a good market. It's a hot market. You should sell. You should buy. You should whatever. You're instantly turned off, right? Instantly like the, turned off. Yeah. Right? So you're actually in the business of sifting and sorting, not of motivating. Don't try to convince people now is the time. What you do is you ask the right questions to determine if you need the service. And when they do, then you go to find the right product. So once Pe you've established. People always ask me, um, hey, Mike, I want to create, um, I want more seller leads or they, and they all immediately go for an end result. And I would say, you want more sellers, hang out with more sellers. Um, you have to be around more people who own houses or you have to be talking to people that want to sell houses. Right. And, um, you know, it's, it's crazy that I don't think anything that we're going to tell somebody is going to force them to move. Right. Like nothing that comes out of my mouth is going to force that guy to buy their house or sell their house. But what can help come out of my mouth can help guide them into the right decision to make them feel comfortable. Boom. Right. Is that accurate? That's right on. You hit the nail on the head. And so that's what you do. And by the way, when you have a conversation with somebody that will do a transaction in a year from now, and you ask the right questions and they're like, and you can both come to the conclusion. Well, obviously Mike, now's not the time for you. I get it. Is it okay if I follow up with you for next year? And then you put that in your follow-up system and we know the fortunes in the follow-up. Then you get into not your cold calling, you get into your warm follow-ups. Then six months later, I call you up, Mike, and I go, hey, Mike, has anything changed for you? I got you down for moving in about six months. I just wanted to touch base. And you're like, no, still on track. And say, okay, let me touch base with you in three months. Is that a difficult call? No. Nope. So I created the connection. 
I'm serving to your needs. I put you in a follow-up system and now I've got my database is my data bank. And that's how you have a business that is worth owning is because you're patient, you sift, you sort, you put people into the right envelopes, you open up your month in November and you're like, oh, great. I got seven people I'm going to do business with this month. That's awesome. And that's how you have something. So most agents, when they retire, Mike, they don't sell their business. I sold my business for $385,000 because I had a database that I could prove to the next person that these people would do business. And so wouldn't it be nice for those agents that work 10 or 15 years in the business that they could then actually cash out with 500,000 or a million dollars worth of selling their business? Yep. That was my worst mistake. I just left. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. Most people do that because they yeah. don't know how to quantify it. Right. But I looked at it as, Hey, these people is a book of business that are going to do business with me and create a relationship with them. I gave them two gifts a year. They got a newsletter, blah, blah, blah. I nurtured them. And then when I exited, I made money off of it. And so the quick way to being rich is the slow way, right? <laughs> Sit, sort, well put them in your data bank, and then just get up the next day. And then eventually you're not even really cold calling anymore or lead conversions are warm lead conversions, which are just conversations. Because if you and I have spoken three times in a year, when I call you up, we might talk about the Cardinals or we might talk about this or we might talk about that. And then we go, oh, by the way. And you're like, yeah, I'm ready, Rock. And now we're buddies. Do you send any uh, gift after first contact? What else are you doing? Any marketing around staying in touch with them? Or is it just a follow up on the actual call when they want you to? So I have a thing called land, sea, and air. And so yeah. once you're in my database, you are going to constantly get something from me. Yeah. And okay, so, good. I love you know, that. Today, it's social media. You got to be present in my market center, in my office. We actually do it for the brokers because brokers don't get around to it. So we have a package that we do for them. We have a studio in the office. We film them. We shoot them. We bring in their teams. We do video. And then we put it all out there for them because Let's face it, a lot of agents are overwhelmed. You have to be good at so many things as an agent. You know, you have to lead convert, then you have to be a marketer, then you have to do sales, you have to do contracts, you have to hold hands, you have to do building inspections. And nobody's going to be great at all of it. So you should do what you're really good at and you should delegate the other stuff. And that's why I love the stuff that you do is because you help people with the parts that are difficult for most people. Yeah, I, I suck at your end and I'm really good at just a... Don't forget I exist in, um, but I, I mean, if you were to combine them, it could be pretty powerful. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. Like I still won't cold call anyone. I, I can't do it. Um, it's just not in my, in my skin, but let's go. There's different types of calls. This isn't just for outbound. This is for inbound too. So what's the difference between how you approach something, whether I'm going outbound and being outbound and folks, if you're not paying attention right now, there's going to be a giant expired listings uh, category to go after. There's gonna be a giant, for sale by owners category to go after. And you have to remember that 90, I think the stats are like 95% of the agents that exist today have never experienced a shift. Okay. Yeah. Um, which means, and then these are, these are also really interesting stats. The number of transactions this year, I forget the words, but let's just say it was 3 million transactions this year. What they're, what they're, what we're going to see according to the experts as a third less. So we're going to see about 66% transactions opposed to 99, whatever that math is. So we're going to see two thirds less than what we saw if you guys are following that math. However, the amount of agents that will be leaving the business is greater than the amount of transactions still being had. 
So computes too, a lot of people are going to be suffering that don't get the skills going. 100%. Like you cannot, like when this shift happens and the last time folks like the, I shifted in the short sales. I, I went where the business was at and that was always my claim to fame short sales, short sales. We, we did a lot. Um, but real estate's always going to be bought and sold. But what changes is how you do business and then the skill sets you obtain. I believe that in this next market, like this being able to convert and talk to people is going to be so important because people are going to have a lot of questions. Whereas in the last market, we just came out of the peak. There weren't as many questions. They're like, more, let's go. Everything's a good deal. But when things hit the fan, like they are and what they're about to is like, there's going to be a shift. And these people are going to have a lot more questions. And the more comfortable you make them feel, you're going to make, you're going to win the deal because I don't believe there's enough people that know how to do that. Yeah. And I mean, I might mess this up, but there's something like difficult times make strong people, strong people make easy times and easy time make weak people. And we've just gone through a period of time specifically in real estate that has been relatively easy, right? You just were, you just had to get a listing and take an order. And so we have people with very, very poor um, skill set practice. They're used to making easy money. And now they're going to have to work a little bit harder. The sales cycle is longer. They're going to start getting hungry. They're going to have to deal with people that are upset because they can't get the price that they saw their neighbor get. And they're going to have to learn how to handle that narrative. And a lot of people don't know how to do it. And so they're going to go home like a lot of people or go back to their office and they're going to complain and they're going to play the victim. And my definition of victim is that when circumstances are better than your skill set, that's all. So if you don't get skilled, you ain't going to be paying the bills. And so where are you going to do it? You got to find a place and you got to find the motivation to go through with it mm -hmm. because human nature is we like the easy path. We don't want to have to do things that are difficult. And so it's going to start first with what are your goals and dreams for the next 15 months heading into 2023? What are you willing to do? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And are you going to decide to make it happen no matter what? An entrepreneur doesn't need to know the problems in front of them. They just need to know they're going to figure it out. It's true. It's almost, it's, it's the way we're made too. I mean, it's a survival of the fittest. Right. Um, it's the way we're made. It's the way God made us. Um, we just figure things out. It's like when um, a squirrel in the winter already knows that they have to go and store their nuts and they practice that all year round. And it's the same concept is because they know that innately. It's why some babies can swim. Like there's certain things that we just know. And when your back's up against the wall, guys, and I'm telling you from first half experience, two years ago, I was fucking dead broke, dead broke, maybe a hundred dollars in my checking account. And you figure shit out when shit hits the wall, but you keep on going. Right. Well, you so, know, it's interesting you say that because I don't know if you've seen this, but they did an experiment with mice and they put a, a mouse in a, in a cup. So it can't get in with water and it can't get out. And it treads water for about 20 minutes. And I, did, I, I heard this. Right. Yep. And then it dies. So then they started taking the mouse out about a minute before it would die and give it a break. They put it back in. And now with the specter of hope, it would tread water for 60 hours. Wow. And so I often say to people, if you want to do really well in real estate, it's so important you don't try to do it on your own. Get to be part of a mastermind group. Surround yourself with other people that are going to say, yeah, it is tougher, but... This is what I'm doing. Yeah, it does take longer. And I I'm using this new strategy. And so you're not alone. And then you all of a sudden, like, you're like, okay, yeah, all right. I'll pick myself up and go. 
Too many realtors out there are trying to do it alone. They don't invest in money in their education. They figure, think they can just figure it out when the world's changing rapidly. And then they suffer and then they go home and they tell their spouse a story that the spouse can't confirm. And then they sit on the couch and have a beer and Uncle Sam comes knocking at the door soon and they can't pay their bills. And it's a sad story because like you, to your point, a lot of agents are going to leave the business in the next 24 months. Yep. Which is an opportunity for those who stick around though. And there's always an opportunity folks. Is the glass half empty? Is it half full? Well, it's all based on mindset and how you're going to react to what we're about to face. Uh, Rock, I think you had a really good episode here, folks. If you want to learn more about Rock, um, Rock teaches uh, this course. I've seen it. I've been in it. It's really good. Uh, I suggest that if you guys like what you see here today, um, that you look into it. Um, I believe what you're teaching people is going to be necessary. Um, and uh, what I like most about it is you're not charging um, $5,000 to take it because you probably should be. Uh, Rock, why don't you tell them a little bit more about what that is? Yeah, it's called Real Estate Sales Mastery. It's a 90-day simple boot camp where you get to have access to recorded videos that you can digest on your own. And then you get on a weekly call where we do role plays and we do competitions and you actually get to call the leads that we have because we have, we have buyers, uh, funds that want to buy certain area codes. So we're excited about this because so many agents get stuck just at the beginning, Mike, where they're like, okay, I got to get the numbers into a dialer. I got to put them into a CRM. And that's enough to take a lot of people out. Forget the yeah. fact that they are afraid to call. They don't know what to say. Yep. But we handle all of that for them. And then we give them the coaching, the scripting, and then we help them close the deals and we pay them while they're getting educated. So we know the next 24 months is going to be crucial for real estate. And so, you know, when the going gets tough, the entrepreneurs start to get creative. And so that's why we came out with this course is we said, hey, this is what people are going to need. Let's yeah. leverage technology so we don't have to charge $5,000 for it. So it's basically 97 bucks a month and you're in, you get the skill set, and then you take that skill set to sell to the funds through us, or just take the skill set to your marketplace and dominate your marketplace, knowing that you can build rapport specifically in how to do it. You're really good at qualifying the client, you're really good at qualifying the, the property. And then next step is you close for the sale. Love it. Love it. Where can we find more about you, Rock? Rockthomas.com is the best place and people can get me on social media or rock at rockthomas.com if you want to send me an email. Folks, it is time to start looking at what you're going to do next. Yes, things are going to be a little bit slow for the immediate time being. Uh, this is what happens in a shift. The first two months are always shaky. It's what you do during those first two months because whatever you do in the next 30 to 90 days is going to start paying off in the next 120 to 180. And if uh, you don't start to take the time to do that now, um, and I'm not doom and gloom, but I don't want you to be in for a rude awakening. I've been here before. I've seen this. Rock has been here before. He's seen this. And I don't think there's that many people that have been real estate longer than me. Rock, you take the cake on that one. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I got two it. words for you. Uh, and the first one starts with F. <laughs> love that. And Rock is also uh, going to be working with us on Owner Advocate, which we'll be doing another podcast on. But uh, if you guys want to visit OwnerAdvocateAgent.com, um, it's a listing system. And a lot of the leads that uh, we're calling sort of go hand in hand with this listing system as well. And to give you guys an idea, I just want to give you guys a little bit of a teaser. Uh, my partner, Dustin, through Rock's efforts, have actually brought in how many transfers or leads did we get in? 
the last two weeks? Oh my God. Um, I don't even remember the number, but uh, we're nailing like uh, 10 appointments a day. Yeah. And it's just scaling every day. And it's using these exact same things we yeah. talked about today from people yeah. that are generating the leads. The best thing is that people are generating leads. I've never even called anyone before. They're doing it through the training that you provide. So it's amazing. So yeah, folks so get involved. People, yeah. Some people that aren't even realtors that have yeah. zero sales experience and they're getting success because the system is set up for them to simplistically win. It's awesome, dude. You're a killer, man. Appreciate having you on the show here. We appreciate you guys listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. Thank you for the reviews. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the channel on YouTube. Follow us on all the social accounts. Just look up realestatemarketingdude.com, and I think I'm the only one there. But if not, um, make sure you look for our little logo, and you'll be able to see what that is. Talk to you guys later. See you guys next week. Peace. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.